Well, good morning and welcome to the prayer call. Goodness, I got, I got wrapped up into that early church melody. Boy, I said our operator controller of the prayer line is taking us to church this morning. And it's nothing like it. It's nothing like it. I mean, we, we miss it and we're blessed by it. Uh, God is so He's so great. He's worthy to be praised, and we thank the Lord for his faithfulness. We thank the Lord for his faithfulness. I want to say good morning to everyone on the line. Pastor Adrian and I, we love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for trusting us as your spiritual leaders. And I'm just excited about this morning. Uh, you know, in the midst of a trying week, a trying time, it's a trying week. It's a, it's a lot but we thank God that he navigates us through the things that we go through, that he would not give us more than we can bear. So whatever's going on in your life, know without a shadow of a doubt, you can handle it. But we got to understand it's not by power nor by might, but it's by his spirit that we do the things that we do as we navigate uh, through uh, challenges and difficulties of life and uh, begin to be successful and victorious in our endeavors. So, Father, we say good morning to you. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We declare this is the day that you have made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you delivered us from the powers of darkness and you translated us into the kingdom of your dear son. We declare in advance, this should be a great day in you. We're already victorious. As we already prepared, breakfast of champions, we sit down, we pull up to the table, and we prepare to eat. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So I want to say good morning to uh, our intercessory. Good morning to all uh, our prayer warriors, those that are faithful in prayer. I want to say good morning to our church family, New Destiny Church. God bless you. We love you all so much. Good morning to every man of God, every woman of God, every servant of God that's on the prayer call this morning. Good morning to the universal body of Christ, no matter where you're calling from around the world. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And thank you for being with us this morning. We're going to have a fantastic morning. We're going to do something a little different. I'll tell you about that in just a moment. So let me go ahead and introduce everyone with us, Tracy George. Tracy will be praying for our prayer requests that have been sent in. And if you have a prayer request, you can go to our website, newdestiny.online, click the prayer page, and it will give you an area where you can fill out your prayer request. We'd love to pray with you, come in agreement with you, and watch the wonderful works of our God be performed in your life. He's a healer. My God, he is a healer. Praise God, and he answers prayers. And so good morning, Tracy. How are you this morning? Good morning, Bishop. Good morning, uh, Adrian. I am more well. I love it. You are real well. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us this morning. And and we have with us this morning um, 
great man of God, wearing in covenant two times. I don't know if y'all know that Apostle Benefield is my first cousin, and he's also my brother in Christ, and he's my he's my spiritual son in the spirit. So good morning, Apostle Benefield. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Bishop. I'm telling you, uh, our excited is yet is yet excited. We're excited this morning and so glad to be on this lifeline. Well, we thank you for being on the lifeline, and I'm glad you're excited is excited because of how I'm going to do this thing is going to mess you up. So what, what we're going to do this morning, Apostle Benefield and my we're gonna uh, we're gonna tag team. We're gonna tag team, and we're gonna we're gonna both take about seven minutes and and do this thing this morning, and it's just gonna extremely bless you. You know, it's through the power of God we're liberated, uh, regardless of our struggles that we deal with in life. And I want you to hear that it's through the power of God we're liberated. Regardless of the struggles, regardless of difficulties, regardless of the hardships that we go through in life, I dare say this, that your struggles that you deal with often, the struggle that you deal with often in life is based on your anointing and your true identity. You go through the struggles, you go through the hardships, you go through the difficulties you go through in life. A lot of times it's because of the anointing, it's because of that. Is because of the gift and the grace that is on your life. So if you're going through something this morning, understand through what you're going through because the gift and the grace that is upon your life. The enemy attacks because he doesn't see you, sees who's in you. And I'm not giving that part away yet. I'm not giving that part away yet. That's why I need you to sit up straight. In the bed, you may need to get on the edge of the bed and, and get to the nightstand and get you something to write with because this is going to be serious. Now, notice I said you go through what you go through. A lot of times it's because of your identity. What identity? I'm talking about your God-given identity and also what you're called to do. I don't believe anybody on this phone really understands or knows uh, the the essence. My own personal struggle. I start talking about that Sunday, and many of you on the prayer line, you 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 know what I said about Sunday about my parents and different things like. And I come to realize that the enemy will use those opportunities to try to destroy you and hold you back from waking up to who you are, who you really are, your true identity, what God spoke about you in eternity. Remember, one of the last things I said before I walked away from the pulpit in both campuses is, Lord, restore me to myself. Many of you, as I said, don't know on his prayer line when Apostle Benefit was um, very young. He can give the age. I'm just setting up. The, I'm just setting him up. He can give the age in which this happened. He was ran over by a car and his skull was crushed. You heard what I said. Ran over by a car. It, it ran over his head, crushed his skull, and he was pronounced dead. 
They pronounced him dead in the newspapers. And they called him the miracle boy. And why am I saying that? I'm talking about the challenges and the struggles you go through based on your identity and the very essence of who God called you to be. We're going to deal with two scriptures today, but I'm going to go to more than two scriptures and dealing with two scriptures. The first scripture we're going to deal with is Ephesians 3, verse 20. The second scripture we're going to deal with is 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. We're going to talk to you about the exceedingly blessing, the exceedingly blessing, the exceedingly and the abundantly blessing. Now, in order to do this, I need to read to you this letter that Paul writes, and I can't start at the 20th verse because I need to start at the 14th verse. And what Paul is talking to us is about the mysteries of Christ. Understand what he said. He said, for this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit, I capitalize that, through his spirit in the inner man. Notice where he's strengthening you, in your inner man. That Christ, once again, may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend what all the saints, what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, once again, which passeth not, that you may watch this, filled with all the fullness of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Now to him, verse 20, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think how, according to the power that work in you. That's what to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever Amen. Now that's verse 14 through verse 21. I'm going to highlight and deal with verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, how? Above all that we ask or think, how? According to the power that is at work within us. I'm going to give you the answer, then I'll break it down. The power that is at work in us is Christ himself. When we begin to understand the person of Christ, we need to understand that Christ, when we look at the word Christ, what does it really mean? It means the Messiah. It means the Messiah. The Hebrew word meaning the Messiah. So Christ is really more than title than it is a name. His name is Jesus, but his title, watch this, or the very essence of who he is, is Christ, meaning Messiah or the anointed one, Christoph the anointed one. And so we got to understand the power that is at work in us. It is him 
who is at work in us, Christ, or let me put it like it is the anointing. So when the enemy comes to attack, he doesn't see you. The enemy is attacking that anointing that's in you. That is the exceeding blessing. See, you got to understand, notice the scripture talks about the fullness of the Godhead, that you may be um, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And you've got to understand, when you accepted Jesus Christ, and Jesus came in, so did the Messiah. When he came in, so did the anointing. So did Christoph, so did the anointing, or the anointed one. And you have to begin to understand you're anointed. Now, I'm going to prove this to you through through not just one scripture, because I believe you need more than one scripture to substantiate a point as being truth. As being truth. That, that power at working you is the anointing. It is Christ himself. And so when we go in and we begin, oh, Lord Jesus, and, and to look at where do I want to go first? I want to go right here. Colossians, go over to Colossians chapter 1, and I want to look at, I'm reading from New Living. I'm going to look at verse 28 and 29. So we tell others about Christ. See, there it is again. Turning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom God has given us, we want to present to God perfect in their relationship to Christ. Here we go, verse 29. That's why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Depending, we're working hard, we're struggling. But in the midst of my struggle, I'm dependent on the anointing that is at work in me to get me through the struggle because I'm only struggling because of who I am and who is at work in me, which is that anointing. Do you hear this, church? It's that anointing. And that's why we go through the struggles we go through. Now, First Corinthians, First Corinthians. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you tag, tag apostle. He gonna in now. First Corinthians two and nine. It says, "But as it is written, I have not seen, mm, nor ear, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him." Watch this. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the spirit search of all things, yes, the deep things of God. I'm telling you what Paul is trying to help us understand is that the same anointing, the same anointed one that Christ is, he is at work in you and he is up on you. You are anointed. Apostle Benefield. Praise God, praise God. Bishop, this is so, so good. And you're really helping us to understand the blessing. And, you know, it's so good how we're allowing these two scriptures to traffic the mind of God this morning. 
and the power of these uh, of the two of them is that they are consistent in pointing us to and placing us in God's direction. You see, they both put all the focus and emphasis on him by way of the anointed one. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, now unto him. And 2 Corinthians 9 and 8 says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, always having all sufficiency, and all things may abound to every good work. Well, this means that he is the focus. However, he needs our uh, cooperation in the matter. Beloved, he desires to do for us beyond our highest expectations, dreams, or even what we can imagine. But it takes believing to receive that. It takes it takes, as believers, we got to, as Bishop said, tap into that anointing. And we, we got to believe because faith unlocks the exceeding blessings on our behalf from the heavenly places. And the exceeding blessing literally indicates that he desires to bless us beyond measure. In fact, the word bless means to empower, to prosper. And I know this can be hard to fathom because um, something immeasurable is something that can be too large, extensive, or extreme to calculate or even comprehend. And a lot of people find this hard to perceive because of the state of the world right now. And secondly, many believers struggle with the idea or thought that God loves them just that much to bless them like that. I mean, they're not even aware of the anointing that he has provided for them. But listen, God really loves you, and he wants to bless you just like that. And, and please allow me this morning, child of God, to just give you this. I want to affirm you right now. I want to give you this affirmation that God loves you. And it is his desire to bless you exceedingly. Let me say this. I heard this in my spirit that some of you have been hurting. And though you're born again, some of you have not healed from your past life. But God loves you. He wants you to be aware of this anointing that he has provided for you. He wants a better life for you so that you can put him on display. Let me say that again. God wants a better life for you so that you can put him on display. Second Corinthians 9 and 8 from the Passion Translation says, yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Hear me and hear me good. God desires to pour out on you the exceeding blessing and bless you beyond measure. Who am I talking to? And to be blessed beyond measure is to experience the extreme, hear this, goodness of God. <laughs> Let me release that again. God's goodness is extreme goodness. Psalms 31 and 19 declares, how great is your goodness which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. 
You see, the goodness of God represents everything that he is, everything that he has, everything that he desires to do for us, that anointing that he has, that Bishop has been teaching us concerning us. And he wants to overwhelm us with his infinite goodness. The word goodness in the Hebrew means prosperity, good things, and property. My God, my God. And, and this may be hard for, for some to imagine, especially when you've dealt with deceit and unworthy relationships. Who am I talking to? All of your life. But if you can just close your eyes right now, I want you to do this. Close your eyes. This is a spiritual prophetic exercise. Close your eyes right now and just imagine God lovingly blessing you in that type of way. Come on now. That he only wants to give you his preferred blessing in everything you do. Think for a moment about the greatest good God can do for you. Is that uh, 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 imagination or, or uh, you know, is that uh, firmly, uh, firmly, if you will, firmly fixed in your mind? Well, God's goodness is even greater than that. Beloved, no matter how wonderful your greatest imagination may be, God wants to do infinitively more. Psalms 23, 5 and 6 says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Extremely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I know we're on a prayer call right now, but you need to just shout it out right now. My cup runs over. I'm telling you, child of God, your cup is running over with anointing, anointing over right now. And why do our cups run over? It is because we are heirs to a fortune. We became heirs to a fortune when we gave our lives to Jesus. At that moment, we were born again into the richest family ever known. It was at that moment we were born into the royal family that owns and operates the entire universe. And we have received an inheritance so vast so that it will take all of eternity to fully comprehend it. Sisters and brothers, if you are born again, you too are a part of this royal, anointed family. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus according to Romans 8 and 17. And Hebrews 1 and 2 says that Jesus was appointed heir of all things. So if he's heir of all things and we are joint heirs with him, that makes us heirs of all things as well. Ephesians 1 and 3, I'll be done here, says that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ. So we must understand what are these spiritual blessings and what do they do for us? Contrary to, to some beliefs, they are not some mysterious power or cosmic connection reserved only for a select few. No, no. They are the key benefits of a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The word blessing from Ephesians 1 and 3 is, trans, uh, is a translation of the Greek word eulogy. And I want to just speak that right now. 
It means to speak well of. And since God is the one acting in this verse, we can say that God has spoken good things about us or pronounced good things for us for our benefit as it relates to our relationship with Jesus Christ. And the good things that God has decreed for us are beyond our ability to number. Beloved, we have inherited everything Jesus inherited, and we have received through him the exceeding blessing. Bishop. Amen. Wow. Wow. You know, I'm not even going to pray yet. I'm going to pray after uh, Sister Tracy comes and pray over our prayer request because we're just not done here. We're not done here, and I pray you're being blessed by it. Pray you're being blessed by it. So, Sister Tracy, can you come with our prayer request at this time? Yes, we have um, four prayer requests. The first one is from Dr. C, who's asking for prayers for her mentee to have the spirit of discernment as it relates to choosing to pursue advanced degrees in psychology to help with mental health cases. So, Father, Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We bring this young lady before you and pray for the spirit of discernment, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding over this young lady. We pray that this young lady will begin to seek your face about her decisions. We pray for your divine will be done in her life. We pray that she will begin to study the word of truth to guide and lead her into all of her ways and in her life. We pray as she seeks purpose that you will reveal your divine will and purpose on this earth in her life. Send laborers and godly friends in this young lady's life that will live, that live a holy life. Oh, Lord God, help this young lady to trust you with her decision and future. Let her lean on to you with all her heart, mind, and soul instead of relying on selfish desires and to desire the ways of God. That let thy will be done in this young lady's life, and thy kingdom come. Give her clear guidance for her life. We pray that she will submit herself to you. We know that you will direct her path and give her the confidence that that your direction is always the best way to go. And that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. In all thy ways acknowledge him and give him the direct path and give, give the direct path. Show her in a dream, Father, your perfect will and purpose for her life in Jesus' mighty name. The second prayer request is from the Walker family who is asking for their nephews, Nathaniel and Caleb, to have a greater knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, for these young men that they will begin to trust you and they will walk in your truth in the name of Jesus. We pray that these young men will begin to study your word with a deeper understanding. We pray that you will give them revelation of your word. As you reveal yourself to them, Father, in your word, they will have a knowing that you are the mighty God, the one in control. Shower them with your loving kindness. Send laborers and godly friends who are walking a holy life in their past, oh God. Heal and deliver and set them free. God, protect them and heal them Heal them in the name of Jesus. Uh, we pray specifically for Nathaniel, who has a, a sprained knee. We pray, Father, Psalms 107 and 20 over Nathaniel, over his knee. Uh, we pray that these ligaments are mended and are healthy and strong, just like new, in the name of Jesus. We pray for strength, the strength of the Lord, over and through these young men, and they will grow in the power and the might of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We thank you for these young men. We pray, Father, for families who have lost loved ones from COVID. We pray that you will comfort them and give them the peace that surpasses all understanding. We pray that you will show your loving kindness to this family. Give them the strength and the knowing that you are God and God alone. Touch their hearts and mind in the name of Jesus. Only you, Jesus, can comfort them. But there is for you are the great powerful God, and there is power in your name. Jesus, 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 we call on your name for these families, oh God. Give them what they need in this time of need and bereavement in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, Father, we pray for mental illness. Lord God, goodness of grace and mercy, we pray, Lord God, that you will send a special touch over all of these people who everywhere who are suffering from mental health. Help them to not despair, but to trust in your God, healing's hand. Send laborers across their path, God, that will speak the truth, O oh God, that will love on them, that will intercede on their behalf, O oh God. Help them to find good doctors and therapists who will give them the proper treatment. Lord, we just said, have mercy, have mercy in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen. Amen. We declare in the name of Jesus that every prayer request would become a praise report. And we set ourselves in agreement with every prayer this morning. Listen, in spite of the crisis and the difficulties and struggles we're dealing with in life, God is yet moving. God is revealing himself to the saints. You know, Apostle Benefield said so much, but he didn't talk about his testimony. And I'm going to bring him back in a minute to talk about that testimony because I'm telling y'all, telling you, this guy is anointed. I mean, he's anointed. And the enemy uh, constantly fights him against his true identity. Against his true identity. Now, I dealt with Ephesians 3 and 20. He dealt with 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8. But I want you to catch something here. In dealing with Christ, the anointed one. And understanding that we have anoint, an anointing. He said, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always having all sufficiency. I like that word, sufficiency. In all things may have an abundance, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> for every good work. Now, Philippians 4, verse 13 says this. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am, listen to this. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. See, that's what that anointing does. It causes us to be sufficient. In Christ's sufficiency, you've got to understand, church, the anointing. What is the anointing? It is the power of God. God. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. God has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal broken hearts. Preach deliverance up to the captains and the recovering of sight to the blind, set at liberty them that are abused. 
and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. But when you look at it, Jesus is saying he's anointed to get results. The Bible says, Isaiah 10, 27, it shall come to pass in that day that thy burden shall be taken from thy shoulders and the yoke from off thy neck, and it shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So we understand that the anointing is the power of God. That's what you got to understand. When Christ being on you, Christ being on you, the person of Christ being on you, it is, it is the power of God, the power of the Messiah is upon you to do what? Get results. He says it will remove burdens. It will destroy yokes. It is because of that very reason we deal with a lot of the things we deal with in life because your enemy, the devil, your enemy, Satan, doesn't want you to wake up to your true identity. He doesn't want you to wake up to your authentic self. Because, see, this is what the restoration plan is all about. Jesus comes in as the victor of Christ and restores something he himself did not steal. The enemy stole while we were yet in Adam from us. And he's restoring us to who we were in Adam when God created Adam. Got to understand, Apostle talked about the goodness of God, which is the glory of God. Adam was created in glory. He fell from glory. Christ comes to restore us to glory. How does he do it? Christ in us, the hope of glory. I'm going to bring Apostle Benefield back. He, he, he told me don't do this, but I got to do it because I want you to share. Just, just, just touch a little bit of your testimony in the time that we have left and help folk understand the power of God and what God has done in your life. Apostle Benefield. Well, maybe maybe he fell off this morning. Well, hey, listen, next time we come on, I'll bring him back. He'll share a little bit with us about the power of God on his life. Hey, until we come back together again, I'm saying, hey, you all be blessed. Have a great day in the Lord. Bishop, I'm right here. Bishop, I'm right here. I think they had me muted. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Good, yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, I just want I just wanted to say this real, real quickly that um, sometimes people have a tendency to look at your life or look at people's lives and they do not understand their story. Sometimes people sometimes are fascinated by the glory that they see in people's lives, but they don't understand people's story in the many places that they've been broken or crushed to be anointed. You know, Bishop shared his. Uh, testimony on Sunday, and I know some of you are still just absolutely in awe because you didn't understand. You really didn't understand. You saw his glory, but you didn't understand all the things that he had went through or had, had gone through to be anointed. You know, I was ran over by a car at a at a tender young age, and when I was ran over by this car, my brains were crushed in the front and in the back, and um. It was at a time that uh, a year before that, 
we had just lost my baby brother at six years old to leukemia cancer. But I thank God that my parents raised us in the house of God. And my mother, she was a woman of faith. She would not believe that, well, actually the doctors had uh, pronounced my death and wrote my death certificate. And my mother was a praying woman. She didn't believe that God would uh, cause her to bury me next to my brother, Frederick, who had died at six. So they called the pastor in, who was a man of faith and power, who came by the hospital and the doctors told uh, the pastor, there's no reason to come and pray, Reverend. The child is already dead. And the pastor said to the doctor, man's extreme is God's opportunity I'm going in. He went in. Uh, family members had came from all over. My favorite aunt, my favorite aunt had came from Gary, Indiana, a woman by the name of Sarah Smith, who happens to be Bishop Carl's mother, <laughs> came in that I feel the power of God right now, and I know it's touching him. She came all the way there to see me, my favorite aunt. She took one look at me, and she said, I can't believe that Majo got another child that don't die. She went back and got on the plane and went back to Gary, Indiana, crying. Well, they prayed the prayer of faith, and the man of God, and they said as he began to pray the prayer of faith, my body began to shake like jello. And when he got done, he went out of the room. When he went out of the room and people cleared the room, my parents went back to the waiting room, and then the, then the nurse came back to my parents, and she fell on her knees, tears coming out her eyes. Oh, I feel the power of God. And she said, Miss Benefield, Mr. Benefield, your child is breathing on his own. Now, the miracle is this. They said that there was no way I could come out of it. I was already dead. The death certificate was already written. If that was to happen, it would have to be a miracle. But if I was to get that miracle for the rest of my life, I would be a vegetable. I wouldn't be able to walk, talk, or, or anything. They would have to do everything for me. When I came out, out of it, I remember looking and, and, and saying these words, what am I doing here, you know? The breath came back into my body first, and I wasn't yet cognitive, but after my parents came in the room, that's when I began to speak. What am I doing here? And they began to tell me the story of what had happened. I never did a day in, in, in rehab. God restored me completely, completely, and oftentimes, you know, for that very anointing that God has placed on your life. There's many a times you have to fight the enemy. And I'm I'm in battles with the devil all the time concerning of my identity in Christ. But let me say this as we close. There's a liberating awareness that we have as believers when we come into our identity in Christ and the blessing that we have in heavenly places as, as joint heirs with Christ as we tap into that anointing. Thank you so much, Bishop. Thank you, New Destiny. And I love you all so much. I'm yet looking for that time where I can see you with my own eyes and embrace you in my own arms. Have a wonderful day.
Thank you so much, Apostle. Wow, do you all hear this? No. The glory behind somebody's story. As I said Sunday, God can take your pain and turn it to passion. That's why I'm so passionate about the gospel. God saved me. God saved Apostle Benefield, healed him, delivered him. I'm telling you, church, this is all about your identity, who you are in Christ Jesus. The enemy doesn't want you to know that you're anointed. We, we think the anointing is just reserved for the preacher. No, it is not just reserved for the preacher. It's reserved for every born-again child of God. And I'm telling you this morning that you are anointed. And I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. Father, we thank you for the power of God. We thank you that through your power and through your anointing, you help every one of us overcome our struggles. Father, wake us up to who we are in this year of restoration. Father, I understand people need things restored, whether it's relationship, whether it's healing in their body, whether it's something materialistic. But the greatest thing that could ever be restored in a person's life is to take us back to your original intent for our lives, that we may fulfill the dominion mandate upon our lives. Father, restore us to ourselves. May God's grace and peace rest upon you. May God give you traveling grace and traveling mercy. May he take you to your destination, back home safely that no sickness, harm, or danger will come to your dwelling place as you travel today. Don't forget, you often deal with the things that you deal with because of the reality of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Be blessed until we come back together next time. We love you and we praise God for you. Let us open the prayer line.